How's it going? And welcome back uh, to the Black Tie Fair. In this episode, everybody is sick. Patrick is sick. I'm sick. Trump is sick of Bannon. People are sick of H&M fucking up. There's a new virus for computers that is making computers sick. It's going to be a real sick episode. Sick in, as in good. Get it? Take a listen. Hey, welcome once again to the 2018 edition of the Black Tie Affair, a show where two friends talk about politics, pro sports, and pop culture, kinda. I'm one of your hosts, Jelani, aka. See what I'm going for today. Uh, my Jelani had a first name, and to my left, uh, I, I don't even know. I'm not gonna respond to that. I'm not. I'm not gonna make any comments about what did not happen, which just happened. But you're here with pate, pate. <laughs> so you were like a. a I'm not putting your cracker like a, like a paste. That's what I thought at first when I first um, researched this version of my name. It's actually um, uh, medieval English. Medieval English is actually first used in the 1200, 1200 BC, Jelani. Okay. Quite a long time ago. So this is a 1200 BC edition of Pate. And yes, and don't ever do the AKAs. Uh, no, that, 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 ever. That, that's a new thing. That's, that's part of it. That's, that, that's, 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 that's what that's don't, what it is. Don't, uh, don't make it happen. It's, it's a thing. It's, it's made to happen. Uh, we are back, folks. We had a slight break. There were some ups and downs. The new year has started, but we are here. 2018. 2018 to make shit happen, to deliver that funk, that magic, that good stuff you've been waiting for. I, I, I kind of missed you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing good. Good, good, good. Have a good Bye. time. Ready for 2018. Fan. See what the world's going to bring. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I guess we shouldn't waste any more time. I mean, we already had our our, our you know our back and forth. The pleasantries have been exchanged. <laughs> I will jump right into it. With that being said, Patrick, what's new? So we're doing the AKAs. I was doing the finger snapping. Is that, well, the finger snapping. Is that not, what we're doing? The finger snapping's not gonna stay all the time. I don't know what the finger snapping was. Yeah, the finger snapping. That that, that was a one time thing. That's that's not gonna happen more than <laughs> once. So, yeah, I can let you know. You know, no no doubt. Just that's a, that's a one time thing. So, 2018 Jelani brings fire and fury. Yes. Fire and fury. Yes, it's like like hell. <laughs> um, also known as the first year of the Trump administration. Um, this actually is the name of a book that was made by. Written by Michael Wolf. Uh, it was it's the first scandalous book of the Trump administration. Now, um, these types of books come out in every administration. After their first year, there's a journalist who normally writes a story um, about uh, the first year of the administration, the ups and downs, the challenges. Um, that's kind of part of what they call the palace intrigue of um, the presidency. When did they get into the White House to do a whole 365 days of book writing? So, like, normally it's really well-known, um, credentialed journalists like Bob Woodward. Um, Bob, Bob Woodward's known for his uh, scathing exposés, like, in things called the Watergate scandal. Okay. So, these types of reporters usually get access. Um, a lot of folks do not advocate or appreciate this type of journal. Uh, journalism because usually the sources are like staffers 
And usually these are staffers who have either quit or are disgruntled. And so they go off having interviews with reporters. Now, in Bob Woodward's case, he had kind of a weird, he would invite people back to his house, uh, staffers to his house. He would like take them, like make dinner for them. And then he would basically ask them, so what happened? And they would mm. usually spill the beans. So, so, so a lot of what you call chismis is going on. I see, I see. So you, you, you get them real comfortable, loose them up, give them a good, nice meal, have them real, real ready to talk, and just say, tell me what happened. Right. Now, Michael Wolf is actually known, he's a reporter who's known for not really being as factual or credible. So he's, he's like a very salacious reporter. Um, so people are already coming out against his, what they call his credibility gap or his credibility issue. Now, the most recent public fallout of this is between him and his former uh, man crush, Steve Bannon, Trump and Steve Bannon. Yeah, when you said him, you meant 45. I got you. Okay. Right. So um, for those who don't remember, Steve Bannon um, also plays a Skeletor or a skeleton on SNL. I saw that. And he had that, <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that cameo. I remember that. Yeah, he was, um, he was uh, Trump's uh, chief uh, strategist. During the campaign, mm-hmm. he he, uh, uh, he came on to be a special advisor and was later fired. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I I don't know if you follow um, our president on the tweet tweets that he does, but my understanding is that in actuality, Steve Bannon didn't really do much at all for the administration. He kind of came in, he kind of like you know hung frames up on the wall, didn't really do much, and then he was fired, and now he's looking for a job. That's what I heard, and I know that. <laughs> My president, he doesn't lie. He does not tell falsehoods. Nope. He doesn't. Um, well, so this public fight's going on. Um, initial stories about Fire and Fear, which is a book, uh, focus on comments that Banna had made about Donald Trump's son, Donald Jr., um, involvement in organizing a Trump Tower meeting with Russian individuals uh, back in 2016, in June of 2016. Now, Bannon called the decision to meet with the Russians uh, some with links to the government as treasonous. He also said that special counsel Robert Mueller's prosecution team is going to crack down. This is, and I quote, crack, going to crack Don Jr. like an egg on national TV, end quote. So this is Steve Bannon talking shit about Don Jr. And you know Don Sr. don't like it when you talk shit about Don Jr. Of course not. That makes sense. So the president's critics are saying that revelations in Michael Wolff's explosive book um, is, is confirmation about everything we kind of suspected. Like, we knew he was a dullard. We knew he wasn't smart. Um, so it kind of confirms our suspicion. Um, as a matter of fact, um, in the book, it's sourced from a lot of Trump staffers ba- basically saying that Trump isn't in the right mental capacity to be president. The stable genius? No, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. And so fast forward to the book being released... Trump is back on Twitter, um, lashing out the media um, to Democrats and critics everywhere. The White House is in full bunker mode, uh, enforcing what they call workplace ban on personal mobile phones of staff members um, like never before. This, <laughs> this is so like totalitarian. It's so funny. Like it's it's almost laughable. That's why I laugh. But like, it's also <laughs> very scary because if I was like, okay, oh yeah, you can't have any of your own phones. It's not like this is like a comedy uh, special that you don't want to get out before the Netflix, uh, you can get to show it on television. This is like, this is a news reporting, like to have news reporters say, hey, I don't want you to have your recording device, news reporter. You're going to tell the news that I want you to tell. <laughs> like what the shit? Like um, Trump's, the president's lawyers actually are rattling off cease and desist letters 
um, to, to the publishers for writing this book, saying it's false. Um, so uh, Trump has called Bannon. Um, he has a new name for Bannon. It's uh, called uh, Sloppy Steve. Oh, I think that's that's a kiss of death. When 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 I Trump gives you, <laughs> he, 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 he the, the alliterative nickname, it's a wrap. It's like, oh, let me see, let's see here. Let me go ahead. What starts with an S? What starts with an S. It's also a bad thing. His name is Steve. I'm gonna go with Sloppy. And then he went with that, and then bam, off to the races. Now he doesn't even work at Breitbart anymore. That that's Sloppy. That yeah. Ruin you. They call he calls him Sloppy Steve, and um yeah, he, uh, he did get fired from Breitbart um, because of what basically what what Bannon has publicly said. Now, um, days after the excerpts of the book were released, Bannon finally came out, issued a statement. He praised uh, Trump Jr., uh, called him a, quote, patriot um, and a good man, and expressed his regret for his delayed response in published remarks. Um, He said, and I quote, I regret that my delay in responding. So he thinks the problem is his his, um, lack of expediency responding. (laughs) Right. He says, I regret that my delay in responding to the inaccurate reporting regarding Don Jr. has diverted attention from the president's historical accomplishments in the first year of his presidency. End quote, says Steve Bannon. Um, of course, that's basically an apology to Trump. That's one of the phoniest sounding quotes ever. He's like, please, baby, 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 please. <laughs> um, well, uh, Trump administration is not having it. Uh, they have responded back. Uh, spokesman Hogan Gidley said President Trump stands by his belief that Bannett has lost it and is only in it for himself. Um, and I quote, uh, this is what Hogan Gidley says, I don't believe there's any way back for Mr. Bannon at this point, end quote. Gridley told a bunch of reporters on Air Force One when he was asked about the former chief strategist. He said, and I quote, I just don't think there's any way back, end quote. It's from Trump. Trump saying this. No, Bannon. No. No. It's like it's like uh it's like um John Cusack can say anything and he's outside with the with the with the boombox wearing a trench coat. With the boombox trench coat. Yeah, he's, he's like, taking he's like, back. Yeah, like, come on, just take me back, baby. Come on. Hey, I love you. <coughs> we, we we fight sometimes, but it's okay. I love you, baby. Just listen to the music. Just listen to the music. This is our song. This is listen. Wait, this is your favorite part right here. Here it comes. Here it comes. Wait, there, wait. There, there it is. See, you know you like that shit. Open the door. Open the door. Girl, open the door. Stop it. It's cold out here. (laughs) Um, So what's the takeaway from this, right? Um, So this book, it's really nothing we hadn't already known. No. Like, this is what they call hashtag broke news. Exactly. No, it's just just reaffirming stuff. Like, we had already had, like you said before previously, we had a lot of these suspicions, and this is just something that kind of says, hey, all those suspicions you had, they're basically right. Yeah, and this is like Trump's associates now basically saying that he's unfit mentally. And so that's kind of like a new question now, right? Is is Trump stable enough to be president? Is he is he unfit for the office? Does he have like some mental fucking problems? He immediately said he was. And so, I mean, whenever when someone says, I obviously definitely am, that means they definitely are. Well, yeah, I mean, he said, uh, and I quote, he's a very stable genius. Genius at that. End quote. He said, uh, end quote, two greatest assets have been my mental stability mm. and being like really smart. End quote. This is what he says. Did he add the like? Yes, this is quoted. Oh, so he, he said, like, and, he said, and like really smart. Like really smart, yeah. That, that's how like really smart people talk, typically. So his critics are saying um, <laughs> in the book that the president's manner and speaking styles have led people to what they call armchair diagnosis, right? Basically diagnosing him without ever treating him. They're just doing it from your armchair. Um, that uh, this, this normally is... Uh, uh, 
<laughs> this is normally can, can, can be signs of Alzheimer's, okay, to narcissistic personality disorder. Well, the narcissistic personality disorder, he's had that affliction for years. The Alzheimer's might be a new thing that's coming on to him, but the narcissistic aspect of it, was that's just, that's just him. Now, in Mr. Book, uh, Mr. Books, Mr. Mr. Wolf's <laughs> book, he writes, in the course of um, his access in, uh, to getting the White House, um, preparing for the book, uh, he witnessed people around President Trump become aware that his mental powers were slipping. First of all, surprised that they even he had mental powers. I didn't know that he had mental powers. And know, Charles uh, Xavier, let alone yeah. it slipping away. Yeah. Um. So he said, uh, as part of his marketing campaign, um, uh, Mr. Wolf said that uh, Trump often repeated himself. Like think of like Rain Man when he continued to just repeat himself for no reason. I've heard his speeches. Like I like literally like he had a press conference just recently. So I I I, I know how he sounds, and it's. It didn't sound off. It didn't sound... I mean, he, he sounds off, but that kind of armchair diagnosis does not sound like it's off. Well, this can also be a sign of dementia, which affects about 5 to 8% of people age 60 or older. And you know Trump, seven, Trump, Trump is 71. What so, is so, we have, so we have Mr. Books, Mr. Books Wolf, <laughs> and Dennett Trump. Dennett Trump. <laughs> Dennett Trump. President Dennett Trump. I mean, I mean, I mean, he says things like... This is his Twitter First of all, he starts off with his fucking Twitter with three ellipses. I don't know if that's even, like, grammatically legal to do that. No, he has the ellipses, and then he has a capital A. Yeah. That's not how, that's not how things work. So, actually, this is his tweet. Actually, comma, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and me being, like, really smart. Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards, these... <laughs> These cards very hand and comma, as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star. Four ellipses. That's not how ellipses even work. He fuck. I'm four. I'm putting four. Okay. To president of the United States on my first try. That's not true. Which he is not true. Yeah. Um, I think that would qualify as not smart, comma, but genius. Ellipses. Four ellipses, because it can't just be three. Uh, and a very stable genius at that. Exclamation fucking point. Now, let me go ahead and ask, what in any... I mean, not to say that those accomplishments are not true. I mean, I don't know about, say, top TV star. The show was doing very, very well. I'm not going to say it wasn't. But what does that have anything to do with being a genius? Also, you mean to tell me he thinks that he came up with the, the actual concept of the, of the, of the Apprentice? That, that didn't even happen. There's no genius aspect here. That's just like, okay, he made some wise decisions. That's not genius in any way, shape, or form. He just, he just says things. He can't, he, he what the hell is this? <laughs> that was Trump. That's Trump. Him oh, saying that he's going to be a, oh, all right. he's, a he, he, he's a genius. Oh, okay, so randomly, you know, sometimes we have clip pop up in the middle. Because it's our new 2018 version of the show where we, I could be talking and then a clip pop. So, so Trump's talking to me. So Trump says, and he tweeted, I authorize zero access, and zero is capitalized. I don't even think that's possible. I don't even think that's right. <laughs> Do not think that's right. Zero access, because zero is not a name of a person. It's not a proper noun. If he did all caps, then he would have done what he was trying to do. So zero. He, did, he, he didn't do all caps. He was trying to do all caps, but he forgot the rest of the caps. <laughs> zero access to White House, parentheses, actually turned him down many times. Close parentheses, for author of phony book. I never spoke to him for book. Full of lies, misrepresentations, and sources that don't exist. Look at this guy's past and watch what happens to him and sloppy Steve. 
Did you hear the? Did you hear he was uh, talking to somebody or asking about him? Asking about the book or the writer? He's like, I've never spoken to this guy. I don't know this guy. I've never interviewed with this guy. I mean, a couple, um, like one time I interviewed him, like like for a little while. But other than that, I didn't. I never interviewed him. It was like, bro, you said you never interviewed him. Never. And in, and in the same breath, you said, I mean, one time I did, but other than that, I didn't. That's that's not how these things work. No, he can't like talk lawyer talk. That's not what he does. Yeah, he, like he tries to like, oh, I'll talk around it. Like you can't talk around it because you're saying the opposite of what you said was true in the same sense you said it's not true. And I, and I heard both. You didn't have the microphone cut off or anything. Like do something. Say hey, when I make myself look like an idiot, turn the mic off real quick. Like do that at least. Yeah. No. Not gonna be able to do it. Not gonna be. <laughs> not gonna be able to do it. Can't do it. So uh, you know what. Um, is an interesting story I read about the presidency. What about what, what about the presidency? That Oprah Winfrey might run for the presidency. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but it would be cool if it happened. That's what the word is. If you watch the Golden Globes, Jelani, she said, I'm running for office. That's not what she said. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what the reports made it seem like. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Oprah Winfrey um, was at the Golden Globes. He received She was receiving the Cecil B. DeMille Award, and she had this like amazing amazing speech. Mm-hmm. It was part of the, what's it called, uh, Time's Up movement. You know what that is, Johnny? I do know what that is. What is the Time's Up movement about? Well, the Time's Up situation is basically, it's a lot of powerful women, women who are working together with activists who are trying to basically dismantle or make it so that the... the, 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 the establishment that's allowed some of these men to the use male them. chauvinistic establishment well, essentially that allowed some of that situation to be built up it's just kind of allowing it to be crumbled no down. more exactly time's yeah. up now, I'm gonna wear a black dress I, I need you to calm down while I continue to explain this to people so a lot of times like obviously the celebrities and things like that they have a little bit more recourse than your average Jane Doe or what have you who is basically trying to deal with her boss and they might not have the legal backup or anything like that so with this establishment, with this Time's Up movement, they're going to be able to work together to get people to have these the money for lawyers and things like that if that they may need if this situation... Also putting money to it. Exactly. So it's not just all I'm putting on a black dress I that got somebody you. gave me. Okay. They're doing more towards that. So some of the people who are like naysayers for it, please understand that they're going further than just, oh, here's the night for me to go ahead and show out and I have this arm piece that's an activist. Like, they're doing further than that. So... As part of this kind of theme of the night, Oprah came up and she had an acceptance speech. Yeah. Um, we're going to listen to an annotated version of the speech because the real speech is about nine minutes long. And that's just a bit too much. If you want to listen to the full version, you're more than welcome to. It's on YouTube. But we're going to listen to about, about three and a half minutes or so of it. Yeah, the, the, the more meat and potatoes of it. I understand. Let's do it. In 1964, I was a little girl sitting on the linoleum floor of my mother's house in Milwaukee, watching Anne Bancroft present the Oscar for Best Actor. His tie was white, and of course his skin was black, and I'd never seen a black man being celebrated like that. And it is not lost on me that at this moment, there are some little girls watching as I become the first black woman to be given the same award. What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. So I want tonight to express gratitude to all the women who have endured years of abuse and assault because they 
like my mother, had children to feed and bills to pay and dreams to pursue. A name I know and I think you should know too. In 1944, Reese Taylor was a young wife and a mother. She was just walking home from a church service. She'd attended in Abbeville, Alabama, when she was abducted by six armed white men, raped and left blindfolded by the side of the road, coming home from church. She lived, as we all have lived, too many years in a culture broken by brutally powerful men. For too long, women have not been heard or believed if they dared to speak their truth to the power of those men. But their time is up. I just hope that Reese Taylor died knowing that her truth, like the truth of so many other women who were tormented in those years, and even now tormented, goes marching on. It was somewhere in Rosa Parks' heart almost 11 years later when she made the decision to stay seated on that bus in Montgomery. And it's here with every woman who chooses to say, me too. And every man, every man who chooses to listen. The new day is on the horizon. And when that new day finally dawns, it will be because of a lot of magnificent women many of whom are right here in this room tonight, and some pretty phenomenal men fighting hard to make sure that they become the leaders who take us to the time when nobody ever has to say, me too, again. Thank you. Me too, Jelani. Well, me too. That's the movement's name. But you can Me too. That's the movement thing. Jelani. Don't dismiss things. So, um, people like heard, like, you know, uh, you know, they say uh, like uh, dog whistles, right? Oh no, th- th- those were not dog whistles. That was that was that was a bull <laughs> those trumpets? Oh, those bull horns. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's like this rumor that like is fucking Oprah gonna run for, for the presidency, right? Like Donald Trump did it. Donald Trump fucking did it. So why can't Oprah Winfrey fucking do it? No, 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 exactly. You know, that's, I mean, that, that's the point. That's, that's the new precedent that the president has set. See what I did there? Wordplay. <laughs> um, yeah, where you have situations where we're looking to different types of celebrities because it is a cult of personality that gets you in, it seems like, nowadays. Unfortunately, or fortunately. And, but it would be kind of cool because if it did take place, a couple things would be ticked off the list. It would be a woman president and a black woman. So it was like, essentially, collectively, a lot of really super staunch conservative with like their head would explode all over the place. <laughs> I can't deal with this. So um, what even stirred up the salacious comments even more was, you know, uh, Stedman, who's Oprah's longtime life partner. Uh, when the LA Times asked him about this, he said, it's up to the people, but she would absolutely do it. That's what Stedman said, her life partner. Stedman didn't have any eyebrows anymore, so I can't know if I can believe <laughs> Stedman. So cue Hollywood hysteria. A bunch of Hollywood royalty came out to support Oprah's fictitious run, okay? Uh, Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, you know, um, The Rock even talked about it. The Rock was supposed to become the president. I 2020, remember. The Rock. Yeah. 
But he said he's going to hold us off till 2024. Ah. It's the Rock's plan is. Is he, is he um, going to against, go against Oprah? So <laughs> the like, Rock versus Oprah. So, like, let's talk about this. Like, would you vote for Oprah? Yes. Oh, that was quick. Yeah. Why? I, I didn't even need She has no credentials. She has no what... Okay, I know a lot of people who don't have credentials. I know some of them who are actually president right now. <laughs> it's just so, so that's what we do now. No, because it doesn't thing. matter now. Here's the thing. It, it, it kind of doesn't matter, but another reason why I was like, but I would, because this is the thing. Who has a history of, at the very least, surrounding themselves with the right people? Who would, in a situation, say, you know what, I don't know everything. I'm in this position, but I don't know everything. Help me get the right team. To help me make this make this do make do well versus somebody who's like you know what I got it it's all right I figured it out I'm gonna have my my, my daughter do this is that Trump is that Trump voice that. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awful uh, yeah. awful I'm doing great right now I sound just like him it's fantastic uh, have these people like my friends my my golfing buddies they'll be in my my cabinet I have <laughs> the, I have a guy named Steve who in a couple months I'll call Sloppy I have him in my cabinet like that's what I'll do and then everything falls apart. If he is doing this, I don't see what the problem is necessarily. Now, would it be better to actually have somebody who has the credentials? Absolutely. But if if, he, if she's on the ballot, what do we do? Vote for Donald Trump again? So Richard Schur, um is a friend and former broadcasting partner uh, in Baltimore um, with Oprah Winfrey. Um, he spoke to Oprah Winfrey by phone on Monday. And he told the Washington Post reporter Robert Costa, and I quote, Winfrey is overwhelmed by the groundswell of support. The absolute avalanche of hashtags and phone calls about running for president. If she sets out to do it, she'd win. But at this point, it's other people, not her, that's talking about it. She's just taking it all in and happy that she would had to say struck a chord um, around the country, end quote. Yeah, and it could be just a situation where it's just us being desperate for anything. Like sometimes hope is such a powerful thing. It makes us drunk. Well, as early as June of this past year, she told The Hollywood Reporter, um, and I quote, I will never run for public office. That's a pretty definitive thing, end quote. When was that? June of this past year. Now, but in September of this past year, she tweeted out a New York Post column with the headline, Democrats' Best Hope for 2020, Oprah, end quote. She tagged the author and wrote, thank you for your vote of confidence. Do you remember um, when we used to work together at a call center, you and I? And yes. Every um, Monday, we would come back and we would talk about this show called The Boondocks. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, that's when that was the height of us watching that show. We'd come back, it was, it was water cooler talk. So there was an episode that was like Return of the King, all right? And then there was a kind of fancy episode where Martin Luther King was actually just in a coma and he came back to life, blah, 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 blah right? In that episode, at the very last part of the episode, it said, on a newspaper, 2020, Oprah wins presidency. <laughs> it said exactly that. Wow. That's crazy. Well, so in March of 2017, a Quinnipiac University poll found Oprah Winfrey had a 52% favorable rating and just had a 23% un- unfavorable rating. Now, she was most popular amongst Democrats, 70% Democrats, and independents. 51% of independents liked Oprah Winfrey. Mm. Now, um, doesn't mean that people want her to be president because only one in five said she should run in 2020, and 69%, almost 70%, said she should not run at all. 
I can understand that. It'd be pretty hard on the campaign trail to be wearing those really flowy gowns that she likes to wear. <laughs> now, you know what Donald Trump said when he was asked about Oprah Winfrey run? In the past, he said he wanted her to be his running mate. Well, as of recently, he was asked about it. Oh. He said that Trump said he would beat Oprah in 2020. He went on to say, and I quote, Oprah will, Oprah will be a lot of fun. End quote. Trump said Tuesday, noting that he knows Oprah Winfrey very well, and I quote, and appeared with his family on one of the final episodes of the Oprah Winfrey show. He said, and I quote, I did one of her last shows. She had Donald Trump before there was this politics. Her last week and her, her last week and she had Donald Trump in my family. It was very nice, end quote, the president said. Oh, let me, oh, and he said, I like Oprah. I don't think she's going to run, though. I don't think she's going to run. That's what Donald Trump said. But he could beat her. Of course. Take her down. Yeah. So you want to know what predictive markets have said? These are basically uh, betting markets from a website called uh, www.electionbettingodds.com. Ooh. They give of winning the 2020 presidential election 28% to Donald Trump. 7% to Mike Pence. How would he <coughs> how would he run who would he run against? He'd run against Trump. Ooh, that would be quite quite the hmm. So 7% chance of that, 7.2%. Oprah Winfrey, 6.9%. Wasn't she just included in the rankings though? Uh, yes, 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 this is this is actually no, well she was always in it, but she catapulted recently. She's just been sitting there just randomly? People mm-hmm. are like, what? Yeah. Well, she aligned like Kamala Harris is 6.5% chance of winning. Bernie Sanders, 4.9%. And Elizabeth Warren at 4.9%. Huh. So huh. there are people betting on these markets already. That's wild. That's wild. 6%. 7% chance of winning. If you think Oprah Winfrey is going to win or run, she put money on that. Mm. Mm. But okay. Trump saw 28%. Look at that real money though. But here's the thing. He hasn't done the rest of his presidency to fuck up more. But it is what it is. Very true. Next topic. Um, legalization of marijuana in California, Jelani. It's here. 2018. 2018. Um, 2018 became... In 2018, California became the nation's largest state to offer legal recreational marijuana sales. You know what I wanted to do and I haven't had the opportunity to do so yet? Because I know a lot of my friends actually have like the, the, the medical card and stuff like that. So they're able to go into these locations. But I've never myself walked inside of one because I don't have one of those cards. Yes, sir. I just want to walk into it. Well, just, just walk inside. You can now. I know. I'm just like, hey, guys, it's me, person who could potentially be a customer. So the market is worth an estimated $7 billion annually. And the governor's budget just uh, released recently included an estimated $1 billion in the state's budget. Yeah. So the government's already banking on the fact that they're going to get $1 billion. So because we live in California, and because a lot of the folks who listen to us do live in California, I want to talk about what it means in California to now be legalized weed. Let the people know. For, for one thing, I do know for a fact that all of us are going to have really shiny buildings because that's $7 billion, right? <laughs> shiny buildings. So first and foremost, the availability of legal weed will come down to this. Location. What's emerged so far is a patchwork of local rules under which some cities will have legal cannabis on January 1st, but some others will not. Los Angeles, for instance, has delayed accepting applications for legal sales until January 3rd, and it will be weekly for any shops actually open. But in contrast, for instance, in Kern County, 
um, is among the places that have banned all commercial cannabis activity. Other cities have postponed taking action, waiting to see how the new market rolls out. Cities like Santa Cruz, San Diego, Shasta Lake, San Jose, West Hollywood have authorized businesses for recreational sales. So those cities are moving in that direction, but some counties completely have banned it. Now, legal weed comes down with a lot of restrictions, including where it can be smoked. So first, there's a no smoke. There's a no smoking in public, and state law has specific rules forbidding anyone from smoking within a thousand feet of a school or daycare where kids are around, or from smoking while driving. Makes sense. Now, here's a general rule: don't smoke anywhere where tobacco is prohibited. Makes sense. Local governments are free to set rules for smoking at sales shops, but what some call cannabis cafes or lounges will vary from city to city. Now, the state will impose an automatic 15% excise tax on all retail purchases of cannabis and cannabis products, including medicinal cannabis. Cultivators will also pay tax on buds and leaves they sell, which is expected to be passed on to consumers at the retail counters. Local governments can slap on additional taxes. Now, in Los Angeles, for example, new taxes and fees could push up the retail cost for a small bag of marijuana up as much as seventy percent. So, a dime bag could cost you forty bucks. Operators feel that hefty news taxes will drive consumers into the black market. The state expects to bring in about half a million dollars, well, actually six hundred eighty-four million dollars in pot taxes, with that number increasing to about a billion dollars over the next few years. Los Angeles predicted alone that it could pull in $50 million just next year alone, the city of Los Angeles. I don't think there's going to be a whole bunch of black market activity. But the reason why, because even though it might be more expensive, it's just simply going to be better. Like, people are going to seek out the quality. Like, that's why the medical people who, people who I know who have medical access to marijuana, like, that's what everyone smokes. They don't smoke shake. Hell no. Exactly. So it's like, you're not going to just, just go back. You know, I don't drink Bud Light. Why? Because I know there's other beer out there. You know, there's better stuff. I'm willing to pay for it. I'm willing to pay for it. Tax and all. Hit me with the the taxes, son. It's all right. Now, you can travel up and down with weed in California. Up and down. As a matter of fact, it's encouraged for when you're going to in-flight, in-state flights, to be open to TSA about it. Uh, As a matter of fact, they're advertising now on those um, those luggage bins mm-hmm. that they have when you get your X-ray scan. There's actual advertisements that say to disclose your weed to to TSA agents because it is legal to bring up and down the state. I, you know what? I'm glad you said that. TSA agents were asked about it, and they say most of the time when they find the weed, they just simply dismiss it, mm-hmm. particularly if it's in uh, within state flights. So, what about the feds? What about the feds? Now, pot will be legal in California, which we talked about, but it remains illegal at the federal level. Attorney General Jeff Sessions, an outspoken critic of um, cannabis, has hinted at a possible crackdown. Of course, because everyone knows that marijuana smokers are all, like, cannibals. Yeah, it's like... Cannabis cannibals. They they rank weed as the same as heroin. It is the same thing. (laughs) And cocaine. Yeah, those are, are like, absolute equals. Heroin equals marijuana. Yes. Same thing. I don't see why you... What's what's the problem? Now, Jeff Session announced just this past Thursday that he had removed the barrier that held back federal prosecutors from pursuing marijuana cases in states that had made pot legal. Now, he delivered it. He delivered on something he'd always promised, um, which he was actually, when he was nominated, he talked about it. Um, but most of the marijuana, that, and most of the marijuana world saw it coming, but most people still freaked out about it. 
Now, a fund, just to give you an example, a fund of marijuana-based stocks dropped more than 9% in, a, in value as a sign of showing how mainstream marijuana has become. Sessions' decision to repeal what they call the Cole Memo, um, in Obama-era protection for states that have legalized marijuana, even affect the stock price of Scott's Mill Grow Company, <laughs> you know, the fertilizer company, which dropped more than 5% after the news. Business leaders in industry... Um, say that uh, this repeal was worth um, this business business leaders uh, predict that this market is worth eight billion dollars in um, in 2017 um, that just passed and called sessions action revoking outrageous and economically stupid well here's the thing also um, when it's still illegal federally then that means technically the federal government can't benefit from any taxes from it. Am I right? That's correct. Well, then fuck them. Like, why would they care about California, Colorado, Washington? Like, you guys are getting all this extra money that we can't even get because across the country it's illegal. Also, it's obviously heroin. So I'm coming for you. (laughs) Well, you know, here's the thing. It's like now Sessions, because of his actions, may have had like a reverse effect because now they may have forced Congress to act and actually take it off of its class A rating. So it actually may have made things worse for Jeff Sessions. His world explodes. He's all, so we've decided to make it across the board because there's already a staff in Virginia. They just made it legal just because they decided to. That's right. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, this is a way for like a lot of farmers and, ag- and agricultures to feel like they can get their farm and their business running after like long droughts and after like a downfall in the, uh, because of uh, uh, fruits and vegetables that are like now like um, a non-organically grown um, and they're like chemically saturated that this offers a way for them to bring in additional revenue mm. because in the most recent poll, 70% of Mar- Americans believe in some form of legalized marijuana. That's a, that's a large, large pocket of the population. 70, 70 is pretty big. So each state is going to start um, making states are t- taking up in state legislatures and whether or not to legalize the marijuana. So it's creeping along. It's coming along. Mm, and that's the truth, Ruth. <laughs> All right, so that was the news, right? That was the wrap-up, baby. That's the news. Fantastic. Speaking of wrap-ups, I love how you threw that little softball right there. That's, that's incredible. Pitch. Like you've, like, you've been, like you've done this before or something. I don't know. Let's go ahead and jump into our next segment. Let's hit that weekend wrap-up. going on so obviously there's a new year situation you know we all had to go do new year things 2018 yeah yeah balloons and things i went to san francisco i don't know what san francisco is but i know what san francisco is. san francisco that's why i went san francisco uh it's it's in northern california and so, just go ahead and just don't, just, don't talk just, about just, that. just just just, don't just end it right stay now. Stay firm just to that way of speaking. Stop. Just hold it on to it now. Yes, yeah, so I went to San Francisco. Uh, me and Hand flew up there. Uh, we had an Airbnb. I've never used an Airbnb before. Fun. I've used it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. My very first one. I was like, this is nice. This is real nice. It was like a little bitty cozy, like little small little nook, uh, little nook um, apartment. In the Mission District of San Francisco. Is that ghetto in the Bay? No. Okay. That was hipster as hell. No shit. All it right. was super, super nice. Like, there was, like, we, we walk down, you see this, like, um, 
I forgot the name of the park was. Dolores Park. Dolores Park is right nearby where we were. We walked down the street, down Guerrero, and then you see this line of people who are there. Every morning that we were there, every morning there was this line of people waiting to get some brunch. And I mean, uh, like it was, the place that sold the brunch was really small, but there was a line out the door. What's it called? I don't know. I don't know. Because I think we went to it. Maybe you did. Did you have a little muffin that you cut into the muffin? There's an egg inside? We absolutely did not. Oh, then probably not. Because that that's their, that's their go-to thing. That's the thing that they were the most hot, um, excited for. They were both like, oh my gosh, this breakfast thing is so delicious. Anyway, that was every single morning. But the first night we got there, we got there around 9 o'clock at night. All right. And then we get there and we're like, oh, damn, all right, we're here. And we don't want to just get here and just go to bed. Obviously, we're only on... We we're only um, in the air for an hour, so I think we should go ahead and see about hanging out. So we walk down, just like don't know our way around too much. Walk down the street, and we get to this this bar called Bruno's. All right, sounds dangerous. I know, right? Uh, go to the bar called Bruno's. A ten dollar cover to get in. We're like, okay, we'll pay it. We pay it. And we're like, uh, hopefully it's we're not. We're tourists. Yeah, hopefully it's not whack. We go inside, and it was high fee as fuck. We go inside, <laughs> and people like dreads everywhere, and people like just oh, jumping they smoking up and down. out. No, they weren't smoking out. Just like, okay, they're just, they're just, like, they're just, they're just the music was loud. They're just like having a good time, and there was every type of person in there. It was super duper diverse. Everybody was dancing. Like I'm not used to having a whole bunch of guys dancing, like especially with with each other. Which is like, okay, I'm too cool for school. No, no. People were just dancing, just for dancing. And the DJ was like, he was mixing stuff. There was a point in time where like the hip hop kind of stopped for a little while, and they were playing freaking Weezer. People were getting down to that shit too, and then he mixed that back into hip hop. I was like, where the fuck have I been? <laughs> I almost wanted to go there again. We didn't get end up doing that, but we like we were um, exploring. Castro Street. I got a cool shirt there. I got a book, a poetry book up there. That was really cool. We had some brunches. Um, we went down to the pier. At the pier, we were actually trying to find something that matched the video game that I play. That was because like there was a game that I played that's in San Francisco, so I was trying to match landmarks that I saw in the game to real life. Like Grand Theft Auto. It was not Grand Theft Auto. It was actually a game called Watch Dogs. Um, but anyway, I was walking around trying to find those things. I wasn't even to match them. But we were walking down the pier until we got to this very last little bitty nook type um establishment and we decided to get some clam chowder get some clam chowder it wasn't really all that good <laughs> uh, so i'm not gonna shout you guys out because your comment was not that good but while we we're there we decided to get a couple of drinks and while we we're there at the bar getting drinks we saw meet- kanye no it wasn't all that big we just met like some really cool british girls and this guy named cody or something and then we all kind of got became friends and so we were like, you guys, oh, you guys following each other now on the gram? Yeah, exactly. Snap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. There you go. Yeah, then we're like, oh, dude, what are you guys doing for New Year's? It's like, oh, I don't know. It's like, well, how about we like meet up uh, in a couple of days to go and hang out for New Year's? So we dissipate all at each other on Facebook and stuff like that. And then we, on New Year's, we do hang out. But New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve. Excuse me. On, on New Year's Eve, we do hang out. But we also meet up with Hans, uh, her friends who were, happened to be in San Francisco that same day. So basically like six of us all together hanging out. We just kind of formed Boltron and, you go. and made this thing happen. Where'd you guys go to bar? We went to the exact same bar, basically. We just wow. went to the exact same bar, but it was just chill. It, it was, was hypey. Really, it was super dopa hypey. Yeah. It was, it was so fun. Like, I really, really enjoyed myself. What's hypey? Uh, Hyphy is a thing. It's a it's a Bay thing. Um, it's just a it's, it originates in Oakland, Oakland, California. It's just a way to really express a lot of 
exuberance and having fun. <laughs> fire. Yeah. Not fire necessarily. But, you know, it's a way to go Just dumb. get down. It's a way to go dumb. You know? Okay. You, all right. Get, get stupid. Get stupid. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Right. Enjoy yourself. That's all it is. Just fucking enjoy yourself. We were walking down the street and like, and then the British girls. Were you doing were, the hyphy dance? No, there's like a hyphy dance. There is a hyphy dance. But yeah. We weren't doing that necessarily. But there were the British girls like were rapping in Britain. They were rapping British style. It was really weird. Okay. Yeah, all that stuff was going on. But when I flew back home, when it was time to get home, I landed and I got sick immediately, which is a perfect segue for what happened for you this weekend. Yeah, I just want to say that New Year's Eve for me was the worst <laughs> this this ever in my life, that, as far as I can remember, because um, I was sick. Um, sick with the flu, Jelani. Mm. Uh, 2017... Slash 2018, um, New Year's Eve, going into New Year's Day, we were, my wife and I were ferociously sick, viscerally sick, um, caught the flu. Um, we ended up going to the ER. Oh my God. My wife, because um, she was so sick. Um, I had never been to an ER where it looked like an outbreak movie, where it looked like there were like makeshift beds and chairs strewn along the hallways of the hospital because they couldn't shove any more people in the waiting rooms. That sickness that hit everybody, it really hit everybody. It's really, really bad. So like uh, most like most things, I start to do research on why things are so bad. And so like um, in the ER, there were like babies crying. I mean, shit, the ER I actually had to turn people away. That's how bad they were. They shut down the fucking ER. Uh, most of our friends got sick. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, in my research, I found that this year, because I get the flu shot every year, but this year's flu shot was only 10% effective. That's why everyone's getting sick. So I want to let, let folks know a little bit more about this flu that's going around. Okay. Because I did some little fucking research. Uh-huh. Now, the tiny little monster is named the H3N2, also uh, known as the Aussie flu. Okay. That's, that, that's when it was first reported this summer. Now, it's gotten more ferocious over time. And mutating its form is unpredictable. Now, uh, and I quote, it's been a bad flu flu year. Scott Hensley is an associate professor of microbiology at the University of Pennsylvania. He said in October, he co-authored a paper um, uh, at the University of um, Pennsylvania about why the flu vaccine this year isn't doing what it's supposed to be uh, doing as we had hoped. The flu shot can be thought of as what they call like a weather vane for the upcoming influenza season, containing a cocktail of influenza sh- uh, strains that scientists believe will be attacking the country. Um, now, that usually contains some form of like H1N1, influenza B, and this year what we talked about, the H3N2. Now, but the H3N2 strain this year, flu shot, has, has, has not been able to combat the flu because it's not the same strain at all. I think it's mutating. It's mutating. It says, this is what Hensley says. He said, the problem with the flu virus is that it's constantly changing. We need to update our flu vaccination vaccines annually. But the virus are constantly changing and that's circulating among humans. It's basically a game of cat and mouse, he says. Now, despite this, Hensley strongly encourages Americans to get the flu shot despite its shortcoming. He says, the vaccine might not work well because of the what they call the egg adaptation. I don't know if you know, but... Part of manufacturing vaccine is using like egg, uh, chicken egg embryos. Mm. And he said that um, it's th- th- this year was also a problem because of a chicken egg adaptation, which is a whole other deep nerdy thing that I'm not going to get into. Um, but he said that people should get a vaccine. And he said that it's not ideal, but it will prevent a lot of um, infections that almost will uh, cer- certainly cut back on severe diseases. My daughter did not get sick. She did not get the flu. She did take the flu shot, though. Okay. 
I took the flu shot and I still got sick. A lot of our friends took the flu shot and still got sick. So, because you know it's funny, real quick, and then, I mean, then we'll go into the next segment just a real quick second. Um, so, a lot of my people, my peers at work were like, oh, you got sick. And, you know, you never get sick and you got really sick, but I don't think you had the flu because you still came into work. I came into work from almost all the days that I was sick, except for the very last day when it got to its worst point. That's when I couldn't go to work. But I was pretty fucked for a while. Was I, did I have the flu if I was going? Because they were like, if you were all, had the flu, you wouldn't be able to function at all. I felt pretty bad. I don't know. What was your temperature? I don't know. I don't check temperatures. All right. So that is the first thing you should do is oh, okay. check your temperature to all see right. how bad you are because you could die. Yeah. You could get brain damage, permanent brain damage if you have, if you're too sick. Um, if you, uh, if you felt fatigue, uh-huh. did you have back aches? No, but I had a lot of chest ache. Uh, that could have been just a, like a chest infection or like mm-hmm. a respiratory infection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I not only had the flu, but I also have a sinus infection, which turned bacterial, so I'm taking antibiotics. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Okay. Yeah. Um, but just don't, wanted, I'm just saying, cause, cause don't, don't breathe on me. Wow. It, my, thing, my, my thing, my thing, my, my ship has sailed. You're the one who's still taking like antibiotics or whatever. <laughs> <sighs> Goodness gracious. Well, I guess we're both going to die eventually. Pros in different area codes. You just kind of like darted out that one. I know, I know, I know. It wasn't. I, it wasn't. It was just it, rough. It wasn't. It wasn't smooth. It, it wasn't any of those things. It. I was. I didn't even know what the next segment was. I was so like. Yeah, I didn't even take, know. Uh, taking it like, back. I was like, how do I end this? It's, it's, it got real dark. So let me go ahead and jump to the, into the sports. So, um, college football championships was this past week, Jelani. Earlier this week. Yay! Did you watch it? Yes. Did you know who was playing? Yes, Atlanta by somebody else. Atlanta was not playing. That's basketball or is that football? Uh, Alabama. I, Alabama. Close. They begin with A's. And end with an A. Yes, they both do that. Um, yes. University of Alabama, University of Georgia. Uh-huh. Kendrick played. Do you, yeah, at halftime. That's all I know. That's Followed I know. by the um, world premiere of trailer for Black Panther. I know about that also. Of course you would. Um, do you know who won, Jelani? Alabama. Did you know that, or you just read the notes? I'm, no, I actually didn't read the notes. I threw it out there right now because because I, I, this is what I do know. I know that Alabama apparently like the Yankees of college football, so I just threw it out there right now. They are very good. Yeah, go Bama, roll tide, roll. Because apparently, this is nothing I heard on podcasts that I listen to that they don't have like they've invested so much money into that team that even though they only are supposed to have so many coaches, they have a whole bunch of um, I guess consultants that are up there that are feeding the coaches information. This whole time, so they have this super duper like group think that they that they paid for to make them into some super Ivan Drago of college football. So for those who do not watch sports, um, I like to give information so you can talk to other people at work or at school or wherever you're at to make it seem like you know about sports. Yeah, a lot of people. <coughs> Alabama beat Georgia twenty six to twenty three. Pretty epic game. Oh, 20, 26 to twenty three. That's not uh, not. It wasn't a blowout. Okay, well then their consultants didn't do that much. It was three points. So Alabama um, has won five championships in the last nine years under Nick Saban, head coach Nick Saban. Um, it was a remarkable, remarkable game. Um, true freshman. Sorry, we talked about what a true freshman is. Um, help Alabama Crimson Tide make a wild comeback to win the. A college football playoff, a national championship. The Georgia Bulldogs dominate Alabama in the part of the first uh, in the first half, but then Alabama brought in quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. This guy was a freshman, never even seen him. They they took out the quarterback line that had basically ran through the whole season, took him out at the half, and put in a freshman quarterback to replace him. 
Shocking. Mm. This gentleman came back um, and was able to tie the game. And Alabama actually could have won in regulation, but there was a field goal that was missed. A 25-yard field goal. I know field goals are very, very difficult to miss. Like, they usually pretty much get it. Uh, but this kicker missed a field goal. So it went to overtime. And um, and Georgia came and scored a field goal. And then uh, Alabama ended up winning with a touchdown. Mm. Roll tide roll. roll. Yeah. You keep saying that. What does that mean? That's like Alabama's, um, like... Calling like call, like like battle cry. Oh, like they're they're known as like the Crimson Tide. So it's like roll tide roll. Got you. So it's like a Alabama thing. So the hunt for red October type of situation. Yeah, crimson. Yeah, I got you. That makes we sense. talked about Alabama and being red and crimson. Mm, crimson. Yeah. Um. So uh, I also want to talk about the NFL playoffs, Jelani. They are here. Wild card games. Oh, wild almost, card almost, game just it's passed. It's almost time for commercial bowl. Uh, okay. Um, so just to give folks an update, the Tennessee Titans are still in the playoffs after upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs in a comeback win. Crazy fucking touchdown, Jelani. Um, one of the, like, if you didn't see it, like, one of the the final plays, um, is Marcus Mariota threw a touch, threw, threw a pass. Um, it bounced off the hands of a opposing player. He then caught the pass. It deflected off his hands, caught the pass, and ran in for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he passed it to himself. He passed it to himself. Um, pretty fucking amazing. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are closer to another chance of Super Bowl because they beat their are Los Angeles Rams. Mm. So Los Angeles Rams are out of the playoffs. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars won against the Buffalo Bills, um, who haven't been in the playoffs since the 90s, but was easily bounced um, after one game. Um, and the New Orleans Saints... Um, beat the Carolina Panthers. Does that mean anything to you? Not exactly, but I will tell you this. This new podcast I've been listening to called The Daily Zeitgeist, shout out to The Daily Zeitgeist, it's prepared me for a little bit more information that you're talking about. That's how I learned about the guy who passed herself. Yeah. That's how I learned about the Alabama thing. I know a couple of things because they're just talking about that kind of shit. So not, not you know, it's bits and pieces. They're just sprinkled into the air. I'm go. still not going to watch the shit, but I know a little bit more. Just And that's half the battle. Yes, knowing is half the battle. So um, right what I want you to also know is my fantasy football update, what the end result was. Oh, did you win? So in my big money league, I came in second place. Won me $400. Okay, so all right. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's right? good, right? That, that's a car payment. Um, In my uh, smaller league, my Yahoo league, I came in third place. Not bad. What is that? Uh, Won my money back. Oh, okay. So the money I put in, I get back. Okay, that's not bad. That's not yeah. Bad. Um, so now I could just concentrate on my basketball fantasy league, my three basketball fantasy leagues. Or you could just take your money and like you know enjoy it. Nope, we're nope. in it. We're oh, in it. Okay. You're going to be hearing my basketball fantasy league until about March. Oh, Yay. Lucky you. <laughs> Extraordinary. Whew, goodness gracious. I'm so glad I knew about that. But my question to you, that's a segue, folks. Why don't you know this? Why don't you know? Why don't you know? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and throw out the segue. I'm going to point to people that the segue is happening. I want people to say, hey, that's a segue. I'm like, like yep. What? And they're like, oh, surprise, surprise. What? The segue actually exists. Make them know. Patrick, I want you to describe to me a bop. Just tell me what a bop is. Hit me, hit me with a bop. Fucking bop. Tell me what a bop is. So I'm when I think it. of bop, I think of two things. Okay. But it's not going to be what my answer is. I'm just, this is what comes to mind. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. So, so just tell me what you come to mind. I think of eventually. like the Hansons. Um, bop, um, bop, bop, um, bop. Maybe that boop, bop. 
I think of that. And then I think of like the bop, which is like the game that you play when you skip along. Oh, bop it. Bop it. Bop it. Bop it. Bop it. Bop it good. Bop it. Bop it. Bop it. Bop it. Bop it good. Um, But that's not, that's too easy. Okay. Um, I think of bopping it. Let me say, I bop it. What? I think of like urban. Uh-huh. It's probably urban. Well, you bop. I mean, based off of... It's got a bop to me. Like, yeah, what mean, the fuck is a bop? Yeah, like, based off of my track, off my track record, it'll probably be a little urban. Well, like, bop. When you bop somebody. Like, when you give them love. That's what happens. When you, you, when you bop somebody, you, bop, you give them love. Like, like, like a dap? A dap is like more like respect. Like, like you give respect. A dap is respect, but a bop like, is love? A, bop is like a love. Okay. Are they the same like love? Are they the same motion? You can. They're transferable. Okay, they're transferable, but it's the motion behind it yeah. is what's different. It's like when it's like, oh, yo, he gave me a bop. Oh, like, okay. So like, you, you could tell somehow by the way they did it, it yeah. still had, it had more bop tendencies than dap bop. tendencies. Bop. Got you. Got you. I like to add this is fake. Don't think it's a real thing. Don't think bop is a real thing. Okay, well, I'm glad you don't think it's a real thing because you're, you're, <laughs> you're definition is ridiculous uh, and it's not that hard you made it way harder than it actually is a bop is just a kind of song that you kind of just kind of vibe out to like you know you just like, bop to yeah exactly is it, like, is yeah. It, okay this is like a 1950s term it's no. like when you bop like no like i bopped to stuff all the time when i was like in like the 1950s That's no, you, you th- this this is a circa 2015 to 2018 bop okay. when did they say bop who, who, who says bop? I hear people all the time. It's like, well, that's a bop. You know, when, when basically... That's when, a bop. That's a bop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bop. Yeah, exactly. Like, 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 like his little bops real quick. He's like, it's a good song. It's a song you can kind of vibe to and dance so, to a little bit. So, like, Kendrick would say, this is the bop. No, no, Kendrick wouldn't say That's not what Kendrick probably okay. would talk. Like, I, I think... Like, so, like, Nicki Minaj would say, this is the bop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What would she say? She said, this is a bop. No, no, this is the bop. Yeah. This, this like, is the bop. This right here is the bop. This is the bop. This, this, this slaps. This also, that, that's, this slaps. No, slaps. that's fake. No, that's not. That's, 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 that's domestic not, violence. That's and, not, you know, no. we just talked about the Me Too thing. No, no, no. And you're going to bring no. up stuff slaps like that. Slaps is something that went to my head that really good beat. That slaps. All right. that's You could have saved that. Yeah, I could have, but I wanted to make sure that slaps. you were. Yeah, yeah. It's made up too. But. Yeah. I don't, want, I don't go too music heavy all the time, so, <laughs> so I use slaps and Did they say that in rap songs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, slaps. Yes. Now they say they go, oh slaps. Yeah, like Nicki, you bring up Nicki Minaj. She yeah. actually has that exactly. What she, she says, she goes, oh slaps. No, like she like if, if I'm this big, you, you bitch believe it slaps. Like it's like she says something. Oh, like, like she's like, oh slaps. Yes. Don't I don't I don't I like to stay away from violence in black culture. Violence yeah. in black culture. <laughs> that, that, everything you said was very very racist. <laughs> okay. Slaps. Slaps. <laughs> okay, Jelani. Um. I noticed that you just don't have any notes at all on it, so no. you, you just want to say, I'm going off the top of the dome. I just, top of the dome. Go for it. Jelani, what does it mean to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? What does it mean to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? All right. Wait, wait. Well, have you heard that before? No. Oh, you never heard that phrase? No. Completely foreign to you. This athlete's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Okay, what does it mean to you? I'm going to just take context clues and say that the very first time that they were up to be Hall of Famer, they became a Hall of Famer. Well, that's right. <laughs> I mean, that just makes sense. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. That's why, but you know it's difficult to do that. I, okay, yeah. Because there's certain sure, yeah. prerequisites mm-hmm. um, of being able to even be on the ballot. Yeah. You have to have like... You got to be a stable genius to, to <laughs> do it in the first try. Yeah, but the first time you're eligible to be in the Hall of Fame, you, you acquire the Hall of Fame. Um, that's not very easy. It's a very, very difficult, both in any sport, mm. basketball, baseball, football, things like that. Tennis. First ballot Hall of Fame. 
Got you. Tetherball, all those things. I don't know if there was a Hall of Fame for tetherball, but if there were, there it should would be. be. There should be some professional tetherball. And ball. dodgeball. Mm-hmm. I killed it. You didn't. <laughs> First one out of the year, folks. I want everybody, all right, going forward. We no, should no, have no, keep track. no, no, keep please track. keep track. This is the very <laughs> first one of the year. Keep track, everybody. What, 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 what we got next? We got anything else? We got, we got, got any kind of dirty pop? Dirty pop, baby, baby, you can't stop. <laughs> you sound really like nasally. When yeah. You're like, dirty pop. No, that was like my, 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 <laughs> that was my Steve Urkel dirty pop. Dirty pop. Dirty pop. So have you heard of Spectre in Meltdown, Jelani? I've heard of Spectre. That was the they sound like villains, don't they? Well, it was the most recent James Bond movie, Spectre. Yeah, and Meltdown <laughs> was like a a, a crisis, like a, a disaster um, Hollywood blockbuster, right? <laughs> so these talking about movies, and we're in, the and, Spectre and the Meltdown, and we're in Dirty Pop, which is also pop culture related. So obviously, we're talking about two new movies. So these are actually um, two major security flaws uh, that computer experts had discovered. Meltdown um, is a security flaw. Spectre does not. Now, it's it, the flaw that's in the microprocessors inside nearly every computer. So here are two problems. They're called Meltdown and Spectre. Um, it allows hackers to steal the entire memory contents of computers. What the shit? Including memory, mobile devices, personal computers, and servers running in the cloud computer networks. Um, why didn't you start with this? You should have opened with this as the news. So <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> it's pretty bad. So Meltdown, for those who are, are unaware, is a flaw in modern Intel processors. It leaves a computer kernel, um, computer's kernel memory data, the protected part of a system used to store sensitive information like passwords um, to prying eyes. Now, Spectre, on the other hand, is a bit more serious. <laughs> what? Okay, wait a minute. Oh my god, so, so you showed me the most serious <laughs> shit ever, and then you're like, now this other shit, though, that's the real, real shit. shit. <laughs> like, what? So its underlying security weakness in desktop and mobile chipsets is manufactured by a leading number of suppliers, including ARM, AMD, and of course, Intel. Now, there is no easy fix for Spectre. It could require redesigning of the processors, according to um, experts. Now, for Meltdown, there's a software patch that, needs, needs, that will fix the issue, um, but it could slow computers down by as much as 30%. Um, it's an ugly situation for people who are used to fast downloads from their favorite online services. Now, researchers and tech companies have known this for months. They've been trying to come up with a fix before making it public, but the news was leaked earlier in the week. Now, Meltdown pretty much affects every chip made by Intel since the mid-90s, and Scepter is a flaw in nearly every chip made by companies including Intel, AMD, and ARM in the, in the most recent decades. Now, both open the door for hackers to access anything stored in your device's memory. Think like passwords, credit card details, emails, photos, etc. Now, billions of devices are at risk, but luckily, this is luckily, there's no sign that hackers have been able to take advantage of the flaws yet. Um, So again, there's no real fix for Spectre right now, but for Meltdown, there's an update on your software. Now, Apple was one of the first computers to identify Meltdown as Spectre, issuing updates to make them harder to exploit before they were even common knowledge. But while competitor Microsoft is still releasing its own patches. Have we already had that patch added to us? For, I don't know, for the droids. Not not, not the phones, but our little whack-ass phones. The apples, yeah. Okay. Maybe I should make sure I download that. Update it. That's why the next update is really important. All right. I will definitely make sure I update that. I got nudes in here. Um, (laughs) Makes sense. All right. Whoo, shit. That's, that's pretty deep. That's, that's very deep. That's very deep. 
Uh, I love how you sit there and bury the lead on that. Like, they got, like, shit that can come into your computer, like, and eat it all up, and you're, like, talking about fucking Trump. Really? <laughs> really? You sit on this shit? It's ridiculous. What's up with Bright? I haven't seen Bright yet on Netflix. The movie. I, I actually watched, like, 30 was minutes. Was it good? Oh, no, just 30 minutes? I couldn't, st- I couldn't stand it. You were just over it. Yeah, I watched it. I was like, this movie is trash. Aww. But people, but, but it's funny because my boss at work, he liked it a whole lot. That movie was so stupid. And then I went ahead and listened to a podcast that broke down the entire plot to me. And it made me feel so happy that I avoided watching the movie because the plot broken down. It's like, this movie is super stupid. Aww. It's super predictable. The allegory that they're trying to paint are poorly created. It's just... This is just my own personal opinion. Obviously, it's Netflix. You can watch it for free. Go ahead and watch it whenever you want to. It's fine. You can do whatever you want. But I only was I watched it for thirty minutes. I had nothing else to do. I don't. You do were excited to watch it? I was excited to see what the fuss was about. I watched it. And I was like, this movie is so stupid. That's a wrap for me. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, I will watch anything else. I will watch We Bear Bears. I'll watch anything other than this. I, actually, We Bear Bears is a very excellent cartoon, so I'm glad I watched it. But it's getting a sequel. It is getting a sequel. It did very well. It did very well. It had a whole lot of views. All right. Now, they're going to have a whole new writer, though, because the, the original writer, Max Landis, he even though he got $7 million for writing the script, he got into some hot water with the whole Mengazi, the whole sex crime situation as well. So there's some accusations on this guy as well. So they're not going to have him be the writer for the next one. Which maybe might be for the best because if he, this is the one he wrote and this one was garbage. I'm talking about the actual script. The content is stupid. screenplay. The screenplay. Garbage. Straight garbage. So I'm probably going to watch it. I just don't. It's going to be like on the lower of my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm watching Narcos right now. Oh, well, th- well, yes. Watch something that has good writing and, and good character development and, and actual skill to writing. Do all that. Uh, you know what shows do is Black Mirror and Peaky Blinders. Oh, you know I like Black Mirror. I like Black Mirror a whole lot. You watch Peaky... I mean, I mean you watch Black Mirror? I like Black you Mirror. You blew through the six episodes? I have not blown through it. Because what happened? Oh yeah, you don't really like Black Mirror. I much. just said like we, we just we just talked. But about like you said, like you don't like you're not you only seen like one of the episodes of like the third episode. What no? What is? Well, I want you to let me say things about okay. me for a second. <laughs> what I said was I like filling your mouth with things. I need you to not do it. All right. <laughs> um, when, Phrasing. Yeah. When I watch Black Mirror, is the fact that because it, it's such a real look at shit, it gives me anxiety, which has not happened with any other show. So I actually literally have to take breaks in between watching it, like pretty long break so that's what happens it's like a year and a half break i'm just saying like i have to sit and take pauses so like with the third season i've watched like maybe two three episodes with the first season the first season i watched like three episodes like, you get anxiety watching it yeah it's like, too much for you it's too much and then so it's this, too real yeah and with this fourth season i've watched up until three episodes three and a half episodes and there are six episodes yes so i'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty good I think are I'm you good. liking it yeah i like it a lot amazing yes it's great show yeah I like you gotta it watch black mirror if you haven't watched it watch it yes it's like twilight zone but like with evil, evil technology. Evil technology. Like, technology they have, like, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you hear about Justin Timberlake's new... Well, um, wait, wait, I'm not done. Fine. Peaky Blinders. Oh, my God. Have you heard about it? Yeah. Actually, Do you, you watch know, it? You know funny? You know funny about Peaky You should Blinders? watch it. Wait, 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 wait. Netflix. I was turning it on the other day. Okay. I watched about 15 minutes of the first episode, because I was like, I heard about it. It was gaining traction. What, what season is it on right now? It's on season four. It's on season four? Mm-hmm. Shit. Because I know that Tom Hardy's in it now. And I know that eventually, originally it was that like Killian Murphy was the, the yes. main star. But okay, so you know, I, I actually I started watching a little bit. 
but it just seems like there's so much now. I think that it got away from me, but four seasons is a lot, but I'm going to try because it does. It's seem, good. It seems very interesting. Very good. It seems very interesting. I'm sorry for blowing over True the story leaders. based off true, true events. I don't need all that background. True but story. it's good. I don't, I don't care about the true story part. It's good. Why are you having fans of true stories? Uh, true story that ruins everything. It's based off true events. Only, the only true story I really like is the Narcos one. But that's that. Uh, I need. You watch Narcos? I watched it. Always oh, here to be with Narcos. I watched about about forty five percent of the first season. No, seventy percent of the first season. That's bizarrely accurate. I know exactly. I don't know you um, where I was, but but with that, it's that typically when I'm watching these shows, I'm not sitting down like taking it yes. all in. And so with Narcos, you have to do that because you got to read. Because a very large portion of it is in Spanish, like, and not like ninety percent of it. Yeah, like I you know I get that they're trying to say authentic, but that's a lot of reading. Hey, it's exhausting. Hey, like in. my brain have stopped like because I put subtitle for anything for most things anyways. Uh huh. Me too. Like it stopped. Like I don't even like hear English in the background. I just read. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, but Peaky Blinders. Um, did you just start? Show. Or are you? Just... I f- I'm done. I finished. It I know, but you, you on like my first my flu break. Oh, so you just ran through that. Ran through oh, so you, but you were off of it also. I don't know what Peaky Blinders were until uh, recently. Oh. Binged on it. All I know is this. All I know is the quote, the fucking Peaky Blinders. That's all I know. By the order of the Peaky fucking Blinders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I remember that. Yeah. I all right. That. Fantastic. I Watch it, fuckers. Everybody. Yes, all you fuckers. Yes. <laughs> you fucking, fuckers. You fucking fuck. Peaky Blinders. Yes, exactly. We're all Cockney now. All of a sudden. <laughs> randomly, randomly fake Cockney. For all the people who actually are in Britain who are listening to us, we apparently apologize for being offensive to you. And we realize that we have been offensive. And we take that back. Um. Anyway, back to Justin Timberlake. Do you know that he is now a country star? Because I, I thought he's black. He's like honorary black. He's well, more like the black draft, right? Well, he apparently just going back to honorary white, it sounds like. Well, at least it looked like. Tell me why. Well, did you see this, the, the ads for Man of the Woods? I don't know what Man of the Woods is. It's his new album that's coming out. Oh, it's called Man of the Woods. Man of the Woods. So you see him, right? And he's like sitting there with shafts of wheat and he's walking past stuff. And there's horses that are passing by him. He's like, I just, you know, this is him talking. It's a, it's a, a voiceover. Does he sound like Batman? It's, it's, it might as well be. I just, with this next album, this is for some reason Justin Timberlake. I just want to get back to my roots. Oh. Think about my family. My wife and you see like uh, Jessica Biel and like she's sitting there and like she's wearing like some some white sundress and she's like walking past something he just looks at her like weird and he's the whole time he's wearing like layers of jacket so he has like a jean jacket but on top of that he has another jacket with like with, with sheep wool over it wool and then he's walking and he has like a, a cape and he's walking past a horse oh wow one scene wow he's like waist deep in water and he's just staring up at the sky but it's in black and white like Jesus take the wheel shit <laughs> That's cool. He's just reinventing himself. But, but, here's the thing. And then it breaks into a scene with Pharrell for a quick second. He'd be so, like, dirty pop. Yes, exactly. Which is funny because that is his voice that we use for that segment. Um, for his, our segment introduction. But when you hear his most recent single from the new album that's coming up, it's it urban. sounds just like all of his stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't understand what you even trying to do. What did he do? What is yeah, he doing? Nothing changed. It sounds like everything. Else. It sounds good. It does sound good. That song Filthy is dope. I'm like, bro, why did you have this big old thing? Like, oh, I got back to my roots and all. And then you, you, your accent came back normal, no reason at all. Like, it was really weird. I think he was just trying to market himself <laughs> to the to the more rural part of America. Yeah, the more, that, uh, the more that, authentic America. The Trump part of America. Yeah, it's like, hey, y'all, you guys want to get some funk in your lives? Watch this as I pretend to be country for a quick second to get you guys to buy a funk album. He's going to be at the Super Bowl performing. Is he bringing back Janet? Bringing back country. 
<laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. All right, last quick thing in reference to Dirty Pop. Did you hear about the Black Panther pre-sale tickets? Uh, no, but I'm excited to see the movie. Oh, no, I, I am too. It's going to be an event. I'm, I'm literally going to um, buy an outfit just to go. You're going to do movie pass for it? I already have movie pass. Yeah, exactly. Why? That's what you're going to do? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to buy a ticket beforehand, even though a lot of people have. <laughs> I'm just going to go and just go with my outfit and be going and watching. Uh, is but, it leotard? No, it's not a leotard. It's a gonna, black cape? No, I'm not wearing a black cape. Trench coat? No, none of those things. I said I didn't say a costume. I said an outfit. I'm these clothes I'm going to wear. I'm be able to wear again later. Oh, okay. I'm not cosplaying. So you're going to go to like H and M? No, I'm not going to H and M. Exactly, everybody H and M. What about H and M? Oh, you guys are distracting me from dirty pop. It is still dirty pop. It is still dirty pop. So in case y'all didn't know, all right, <laughs> I'm come back to Black Panther in just a second. Don't worry, Chad. Don't worry, Michael B. Jordan. I got you. I'll be back for you in a second. Uh, in case y'all didn't know, H&M had an ad where it had um, a couple of young kids wearing hoodies. Um, one little boy wearing an orange hoodie. It said survival expert. And then they had all this hullabaloo that came up because they had a little black boy wearing a green hoodie. And the green hoodie said on the hoodie shirt, on the hoodie's front, coolest monkey in the jungle. (laughs) Now, it's a Swedish company, so maybe they somehow missed uh, what that potentially could mean and all of the negative and racist history of saying (laughs) a black person the monkey. So maybe they missed that, but it doesn't matter because like... Black Twitter and a lot of other people were just like, nah, we're done, son. And like the boycotts just came flying through. And I'm kind of done with them too. You love H&M. I I do love H&M. And I will say this. They did have a really well-written and I kind of well-received heartfelt apology they just did. They did one apology that was really bad. The old, I'm sorry you were offended apology at first, which is not the way you apologize. But they had a new apology where they're like, no, no, no. We made a mistake. We fucked up. If you forgive us, you can forgive us. But you know what? This kind of shit, even if it's unintentional, needs to be eradicated because, like, you got to be aware of what that kind of stuff's going on. Because, like, it's become a meme now where they actually take the picture and rebrand it to have more positive. Like the Bron James did. Exactly. And it's been done over and over and over again. Like, different artists have taken that image and, like, they've drawn it or they've done anything to make it a more positive thing versus what it was, which is a negative thing. Uh previously so it, it was a big thing it took over like the weekend who works with h&m said i'm done yeah. g easy another rapper is like i'm done like and Jeezy's white and not that you have to be black to be associated with this <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making a point it's like it's like people were like nah this is not cool and h&m's like oh shit you know and so yeah but like i already found a new place to shop so i'm good there you go. I'm all right. Covering but anyway, back to black Panther, like i was saying before <laughs> all right it's going to take a quick second you threw me all the way off um, the pre-sale tickets went on uh, on sale just a little while ago, and this has been the most pre-sale tickets that have been sold on the first day since ever wow. for Mar- for Marvel for Marvel. No Marvel movie. Any of the X Men movies? No. Wow. The only X Men even had like real pre-sale. But I'm saying like the Marvel <laughs> company, Marvel, you know, right? Marvel Studios. So, like so, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. So like Civil War, which is like one of the biggest one where they had Iron Man versus Captain America, that huge, huge battle, which is a great movie, by the way. Civil War, I love Civil War, but it did better than that. And people are like talking, um, oh, this is going to crack a billion dollar and things like that. And some people are like, oh, worried about, well, will it do as well overseas? Yeah, it will. Like, it's, it's this is about... This is because of Black Hero. Yeah, exactly. But people, the people were concerned that it wouldn't because of that. It's like, they, people don't know that um, in China, 
Did you know that in China, Chadwick Boseman is like one of the biggest stars? Chadwick Boseman? Who's that? He's Black Panther. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Oh. Yeah, like, like he's the biggest, one of the biggest stars in China. I'm like, what? Yeah. So I was like, so those kind of concerns, because that was the big thing, is that people are like, if they want this movie to do well, it has to do well in China. Don't worry. It could be all right. China so got you. China got you. China got you. China got you. Is it, do do the comic fans, are they digging it? Are, yes. Are, are the nerds yeah. looking forward to it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know anybody except for like random haters who were like, no one's going to watch this movie. I was like, bro, don't try to take our joy. It looks good. And it looks good. It's going to be good. When's it coming out? Huh? It's coming out February 16th, Black History Month. I'm ready for it. <laughs> this shit was all planned out. February 16th, I'm going to watch Black Panther basically all month. It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> all right. So, so uh, that was that segment. I guess we're about to even get to the end of the first episode of the year 2018. But we can't end it. We can't end it until we jump on that. So, Bob. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. What you got? What's wrong? Um, Something that really pisses me off, but it's mainly kind of a guy problem. The Grandeur Gears? Um, yes. Uh, so when you go to the men's restrooms, right, you know that there is a certain level of lowered expectations. Lowered expectations. It's going to smell. What restrooms are um, you going to? It's going to be uh, probably not as cleanse, cleansing, cleanse, clean. Yes, it clean. Okay. Yeah. You um, the fancier version, you mess it up. Uh, but one thing you would know for sure is that you will probably stand about a foot and a half to two feet away from the actual urinal. So, um, for women who or or men, okay, um, who who don't know in uh, restroom stalls, there is thing called urinals, and you basically it's a um, it's an inverted toilet that's uh, that is on the wall, and you piss the fuck into it. I know that you're, you're breaking down a urinal okay. for people who listen to podcasts. So, well, people who don't know about the fucking urinal is you never really get close to the urinal. Okay, now that's... You stand about two feet away from the urinal. Okay, you can break Why? that stuff down. Why? Because there is piss. There's a river of piss, a float of piss that stands between you getting remotely close to the urinal and where you are standing. Because if you stand less than a foot closer to the urinal, you will step in an inch puddle of fucking piss. Oh my god. Okay. Um dudes who fucking use a urinal, get fucking closer to the fucking urinal. Okay? That's my fucking rant this week, okay? Is because the other day I was gonna take a fucking piss and I swear I was standing three feet fucking away from urinal. I had to like launch my piss into like fucking like a a rainbow like arch because I wanted to make sure it gets in the fucking urinal. Okay? And I was and, and, and I went to this one bathroom and the urinal had like there was like a piss pad that was between the urinal um and the fucking like a foot between the urinal and oh runner. God. And I just imagine how piss filled fucking that pad was. Okay, it's like this rubber pad that absorbed all the fucking piss. It did not make it better for me in my experience in pissing, because now I had to overcome the fucking urinal pad that's on the fucking floor. Okay, so bruh, dudes, do your best, creep right up to that fucking urinal and piss. Because if not, you just leave a trail of fucking piss from the urinal to wherever, about a foot and a half to two feet away from the fucking urinal. So, folks, um, we have just gone over quota for the word fuck and piss for the rest of the year. <laughs> and that's fine, that's fine. You know, we weren't going to use it that much often anyway. That's, that's, that's cool. Um, 
I'm so sorry that it happened Just to you. Just think about that the next time you take a piss, Jelani. Yeah, I will How think- far you have to stand away from the urinal. I'm trying to make sure I don't make that rainbow arc, you know? That, that rainbow, you know, like playing basketball. I got you. I because can- then when it's done, it like dribbles down and it makes more of a mess. <laughs> and it's like, it's a whole fucking thing, dude. It's a whole fucking thing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm, I don't have anything close to that bad. I'm not even that bad at all. all Hashtag of- real news. Real news, real news. All I was going to say is that when you try to troll somebody, this actually has to do a lot with the whole Black Panther thing I was talking about a little earlier. And you get trolled a lot. I do get trolled like, a lot. Like, I don't know how you get sucked into getting trolled. Like, I don't post enough people give a shit about me to want to troll me. Well, no, it's not me necessarily. I just happen to be in a pocket that's being trolled at the same time. That's all it is. It's not necessarily me being trolled per se. I'm just saying that sometimes you have to worry about when you try to troll somebody, like, please think about it. Because you, sometimes, you, like, you, you, sometimes you get real, it's sometimes real obvious. Basically, I was on a Twitter forum where somebody was like trying to call some cause some hateration, some some holleration in this dancery, and it wasn't working when it was talking about Black Panther. They were like, no one could have watched that movie. That movie's not gonna do this. And then I decided I was noticing everybody was ignoring this motherfucker. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. They should ignore him. The person <laughs> uh, had no icon for his Twitter. Uh, he had no default picture. Nothing at all. Just a the blank little spot. He might as well have been an egg, but they don't do eggs anymore. So I just decided, you know, let me real quick check and see how this guy's doing. I check on his uh, uh, his actual page. He has 35 posts, no, 25 posts, zero followers, and he joined Twitter that month. It has only Aww. been, it's only been like nine days of January. So like he basically jumped on just for that. And I was like, bro, you're wasting your time. You're a terrible troll. You're not good at this. You're trying to get somebody to jump at you, but no one did. And then, like, it was just it was just so sad. All I'm saying, if you're going to be a troll, be a professional troll. Do it the right way. Go ahead and step your game up. First start out in the streets, you know, get your, get your flows right. You know, get real, real good. And then you can go ahead and do the open mics. And then eventually you can actually have a concert and do a troll there. But you can't just start and try to hit the bid leagues immediately. You can't do it. You're not gonna be possible because they get caught. You, 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 uh, People are like stop it. I know you've been established since 2017. Exactly. It's like you're not you're not good, bro. You you, you can't do it. You can't do it. That's all my thing. It's like you, just, just come correct. You're gonna do it. Because you get into real battles with trolls. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I, I don't I, know why. I write some some dissertations sometimes. You enjoy it. I do. I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy. It. You know they're like 13. Not not no. It's not necessarily true. These are adults a lot of times. And here's the thing. Like what I like to do is I don't have a, a shouting match or insult contest or anything like that i just like to say and hit them with facts like cogently written and say this is the situation that's actually occurring and this is why you could Are reconsider wrong. your position they, you know they're not reconsidering they don't reconsider well then that's fine but like, i'm saying like but this is the reason why these are the facts i'm laying out for you and a lot of times they'll just stop because i'm not saying i don't because it's easy to be like oh you're a fucking idiot you're stupid your mom's dirty like no i don't do that shit are they like little mini victories for you in your life? Uh, they're not mini victories. They're huge victories. No, they're, all, they're no, huge no, no, victories. They're, they're, they're absolutely large. When you I, when w- you thrash trolls, this is what happens when I when I'm finished writing something that's really really good and I, and like and they're done. What I do a lot of times is I'll go like to Target or maybe sometimes I'll just go to the actual like little you know when you're in little league the, the, the awards. I'll go there and I'll have them. I'll buy an award for myself and I'll have them like engrave it with my name and say you know best troll defeat. 2016 in the month and I have my name put in there and I have it all in my apartment. There's like there's like 12 of them. I'd like to see it. Yeah, you, it's, it's, it's a grand. It's a I want to see the cabinet. Yeah, it's a grand thing. I, I look at them in your every, studio. Yeah, every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, in my studio. In my studio. Yeah, it's beautiful. Patrick, 
Was that the Black Tie Fair? That's the Black Tie Fair 2018, baby. 2018, first one out the day. Thanks for all the homies listening. Absolutely. No, also, really quick, I wanted to also shout out, we actually got some fan art. I don't know. I did show you this. I know. I thought, yeah. I don't know. What did they email you? No, no, no. What, no, this was sent to my apartment. That creepy. No, <laughs> it's not that creepy because it's people that I actually know. Oh, okay. But still, very, very appreciative. It was actually um, my previous roommate, worked with my other previous roommate to work to make these little Black Tie Affair pieces of um calligraphy art that like say a quote that we use all the time has the black tie fair hashtag what? on it it was beautiful i was like oh love I was, it. yeah we so deeply appreciate that so that kind of love like i can't i can't even say that we're super duper humbled and, and even like our friends who are like our friends friends yeah exactly you know like listen to us because they just want to catch up Ex- whichever reason yeah you want to know what's going on in our life we put it out there. Exactly. However, whatever reason you have for listening to us, we appreciate that you are listening to us and we'll continue to bring this as long as we can stand each other, which may not be very long, but we'll try as best we can. Um, but thank you once again. We will see you next week. This is the very first show of the year. And with that being said, please remember that I have won one episode of Why Don't You Know This So Far. <laughs> <laughs> so keep track at home, folks, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace.